concrete and no This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. The concrete projects you have. Elevated concrete and snow removal at 701-866-9018. You're listening to 89.1, Ken's FM, KNNG, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Time here on 89.1 Chens FM, and we are live on 89.1 Chens FM, of course. And we have Granny with us back from her temporary assignment. How are you, Granny? Good to have you. Well, thank you, Icon. It's great to be back. I, I'm sorry I have had to miss the last several weeks. I've had a lot going on, been busy. Doing a lot of stuff, taking care of a lot of business, and uh, I'm ready for another great show on Ken's 89.1 FM. And speaking of Ken's 89.1, we have the namesake in the studio with us right now. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Nice to have Hello, Ken. you. <laughs> nice to have you back with us, there, Granny. It's uh, hope everything is well down there in Arizona. And uh, if I Arkansas, may, Arkansas, Arkansas, <laughs> between you and Arizona, you both start with an A. And uh, yeah, uh, but I actually you know the funny thing is, Arizona is A Z, Arkansas is A R, and everybody gets it so confused. <laughs> Touchdown, Raiders! Okay, big swing. Just because I was gone for a few weeks does not mean to rub rubbed in. That nasty sound effect. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I know I have a couple of friends that live down in the uh, uh, in the Arizona area that I used to work with up here, and so that's where mm-hmm. that came from. Arkansas. I don't know anybody except you. So uh, <laughs> it's still great. It's still great to have you back here, Granny, and uh, uh, well, we shall. I'm glad to be back. Uh, hope your weather is fine down here. Uh, we have a forecast for almost a foot of snow coming at us uh, tomorrow night. Y'all can keep it. I hope it. the weather's better. Y'all can keep it. It, it. It's been cool. No snow, but it's been cold for March, you know, but no snow. So, But y'all can and keep later, the snow. I don't want it. And later on uh, in the show, you are going to hear from one of our great sponsors here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and it should be a live time. You're going to hear how to remove that snow from one of our great sponsors. We'll... As a matter of fact, you just heard from them a little bit ago, and you're going to hear from them again. So we have a big show tonight. Uh, we have uh, we have Mr. Ken here with us. We have Granny with us. Uh, Matthias is not with us again. He's on temporary assignment, so we get another break from his mouth. <laughs> so uh, now I want to address the elephant in the room. Now, Ken, you're going to have to help me with this. An elephant? An elephant in the room. Now, there's people that have been uh, – uh, in our chat room on our 
on our Facebook chat messenger uh, on Attitude Air Live, then they, there's people that have been making comments that, you know, you've been on uh, the show with us the last couple weeks, which is good. We're glad that you're here to fill in for Matthias. Uh, you don't have as big of an ego as he does, even though you should, because you have a great man cave and you own a radio station. I'd have an ego <laughs> if I did. However, the, the elephant in the room is people say that you uh, you uh, have been joining us on the show because you want to babysit us and you've been getting uh, – interesting reviews about our show, so we want you to help put that to rest right now that that is not true. No, it is not true. Definitely not true. Uh, I come down here to help you. Yeah, uh, I built the station. Yeah, technically it's mine. Actually, and you rewrite everything too, I bet. (laughs) If you actually look at the paperwork, the station belongs to Pioneer Public Broadcasting, but the thing is, the leader of Pioneer Public Broadcasting is moi. Well, there you go. If that makes any sense. Well, it does. And the the good thing is we're here on the air live every night. Uh, not, not <laughs> every Monday night you come and interrupt our modern rock program that everybody loves just to bring on your ego and your talk show. How's that? Well, if we want people to like us, not hate us. <laughs> But anyway, we got a big show tonight. I'm going to go ahead and list who we got. We got uh, Jim Neskaman. He's going to be in a new movie. He's playing Phil Donahue in the movie about Phil Donahue. And this guy, he, he's got a lot of stuff to his credit. So we're going to talk to him. We have a friend of the show and also a musical artist that Ken knows real well. And her name is Amber Ray. I believe we know who she is, right, Ken? Oh, absolutely. One of the up-and-coming uh, homegrown stars right here from Fargo. And we have a magician, Ryan Brown, with us tonight. And I wonder if, well, he already made Matthias disappear, so that's not going to be a very good trick. (laughs) Anyways, we'll have to ask him about that. Well, yeah, uh, you know, if he did make him disappear, bring him back like in a couple weeks, transport him or whatever. Well, you know, Icon, I saw on social media the other day, I, I haven't watched the whole video, but I saw a video briefly. I was just scrolling through, you know, checking my Facebook and everything. And I saw Matthias talking about a match or a show that he was involved in. And he was mentioning about Bullet Bronson and a couple other people, you know. And he, he didn't seem too happy. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole entire video. But knowing Matthias like Granny does. I mean, I know, talk about his ego sometimes, you know, but um, we all listen to his ego but every week, but, you know, that's okay. I sit there and I sit in my little chair and I don't say a word, you know, because... Maybe that's what Granny I should do. Is very, Granny is very humble. Now, you know, you don't want to... I mean, Granny can take a lot of crap from a lot of people. And a lot and of stuff. Really well too. But don't make me mad. You make me mad, you hurt my family, you hurt my friends, you hurt my kids, you hurt my dogs, you hurt people I care about, then you're going to have to deal with the wrath of Granny Hulkster. Just saying. Now, you know, I I tell you, but I mean, he, like, so he, he's happy. He, he didn't seem 
too happy with, you know, that outcome or, or whatever. Like I said, I'm going to have to go back and find the video and watch the whole video, I guess, to see what he really had to say about everything. But, you know, Matthias, you know, you give Granny a lot of grief, and that's okay. I'm, I'm used to it. That is perfectly fine because you are a heel. Granny does not like the heels. So, you know, perfectly understandable. But moving right no, along, no, good, you know, no, we're, we're all friends I'm here. Glad, I, I'm just glad to be. I'm just glad to be back. I mean, after being happened to be off a few weeks, I'm just glad to be back. So, and we're, we're glad to have you back as well. And Matthias is supposed to be back next week. Hopefully, everything will work out. Well, I don't know if he got injured in the ring or whatever it was, but uh, we will. Uh, we will. Uh, we will. Uh, Catch up with him hopefully next week. And uh, also, real quick here, I do believe our first guest is on the on hold. We'll go. We'll get right to you in a second. We got to take a quick little commercial break first. But before we do that, uh, I just want to let everybody know: in two weeks, we got a special happening coming up on the show. It's our seventh year anniversary. Seven years that we've been doing this. And oh, wow. yeah, we. we and hopefully some of the old old timers from the show will be uh will call in and uh talk to us and we'll have some fun with that. But we need to take a quick little commercial break here first and we will be back after these messages from one of our sponsors and then we'll have our first guest. So stay with us. We'll be right back. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. I think it's amazing that uh, uh, you've been doing the show on the station now for uh, two years. Two years, yep. Mm-hmm. Two years. You still haven't figured out how to push the promo button versus the commercial button. You just aired a promo. Well, I, that was, I, I, no, I meant to. That was the whole point. I meant to play that. Yeah, but you were introduced to everybody as uh, one of our sponsors. Oh, okay. All right. You know, that, that's, that's basically a commercial. Well, we can't say that. That's I'm I'm sorry. We can't say that. They're credits. They're credits. We we don't play commercials on a com- a non-commercial station. We play credits, right? Yeah, whatever. So here we go. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is the actor that has done it all, and now he has just added joining Attitude Era Monday Live to his list. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest actor and voice man going today, he is Jim Maskerman. Hey, hey, hello there. Good evening. How are you, sir? Good to have you. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm actually in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Now, tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? That was the biggest. It's the biggest and the best, yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. 
You know, we should have probably put some big echo effect or something like that behind your voice to make it sound like you're actually in a big stadium and it would scare your actors to death. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to work on doing that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, here's what we're going to do, uh, Jim, and we can do that promo uh, at the end of the interview, too, if you want. Uh, I don't know if they sure. sent that to you. But yeah, um, I, I have it in front of me. All right, so here's what we're going to do here. Let's uh, let's do this here. Uh, I'm going to ask a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me and I'll ask a couple questions. But before we do that, we want you to give us a little background about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, I am, as you mentioned, I'm an actor. I'm a voice uh, actor. I do the voice of Colonel Sanders uh, currently on your KFC commercials. Probably some of your listeners might have been uh, – uh, exposed to uh, some of the KFC uh, brand uh, marketing that's been going on for a while. I'm uh, currently in Georgia working on a TV show called The Big Door Prize with, with the very talented Irish actor Chris O'Dowd. He's the star, and I play his pa. And uh, so I'm working on that show that's going to launch on the 29th of March, The Big Door Prize. Very excited about that. And uh, your your viewers and listeners have probably seen me in TV shows and films over the last uh, 35 years. I was in Apollo 13 and The Grinch. I've been in The Big Bang Theory and NCIS, and I was recurring on Parks and Recreation. Sorry? My favorite movie, The Other Sister? Yes, The Other Sister, too. Yeah, Gary Marshall directed. So, uh, you know, and I'm probably... Yes, Jingle All the Way. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and that's those are the broad strokes. Uh, I'm the son of an actress. I learned uh, at the at the feet of me mom, who's uh, Marion Ross, who played Mrs. Cunningham on Happy Days, and uh, I still uh, see her every week. She's a treasure. She'll be 95 this year and says hi. Wow. And, uh, that's those are the broad strokes, I think. Well, you know, one thing, and, and you're probably not going to care about this, but you are actually the second cast member from the movie Nothing to Lose. Uh, to be on uh, the show with us. And, You're right. Uh, I don't care at all about that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we won't talk about it then. But anyway, you, you've done a lot of stuff. But one thing that I know that you, we want to talk about, uh, I'm going to ask a few questions. Like I said, I'm going to do a roundtable. But uh, you uh, are going to be playing Phil Donahue. Is that correct? Well, I have played Phil Donahue on a show that is is now already streaming. It's called Welcome to Chippendales. It, uh, it was streaming earlier this year. Uh, yeah, I played Phil Donahue in that uh, limited series. Um, yeah, and that was a, quite an experience. I had a, a good time. I, I often play people that have uh, actually existed. Uh, I've played Senator Gurney in uh, Gaslit, and uh, I've played Phil Donahue, and I've played Johnny Carson many times for various things, done his voice, and uh, and also physically uh, physically portrayed him. So every now and then I get to portray people that actually live. Like Colonel Sanders, for example, who was a real honest-to-goodness person and not just a picture on a bucket. You know, and I also think that you've also played your fair share of presidents, too, have you not? Well, I've done a lot of presidents' voices. Uh, There's a series called For All Mankind where I've done, I don't know, Nixon and Kennedy. I've done Teddy Kennedy, John Kennedy, and, uh, (laughs) and I believe I did Clinton. So I've done Kennedy quite a lot uh, in, in different movies, including this movie Blonde that just came out last year. I did Kennedy's voice in a very, very steamy scene. And uh, also for a Black Ops Call of Duty, I wound up doing John F. Kennedy blowing away zombies. So, yeah, 
every now and then I, you know, an, an impressionist always has the presidents kind of in his back pocket because those are the most famous voices in the planet, and they continue to be famous even after the guy's gone. We have uh, uh, Jim Eskimen here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're out of tunes out. We've got about uh, 30 minutes here with the man. So what I'm going to do here, uh, we're going to go ahead and do the roundtable, and I'm going to come back and uh, – Come, come back to me. I'll ask you some of the tougher questions. But, uh, Granny, uh, I know that uh, you're a fan of some of the shows that you've been in. I know you're a fan of family members. I know you're a fan of friends. You're also a friend of Al- fan of Alvin and the Chipmunks that he's been in, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Dharma and Greg, Judging Amy, I know you like. Uh, so, basically, uh, Mr. Messerman, you have been in several of the films and TV shows that Granny loves. So I know she's got some questions about that. Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Granny. Oh, you're welcome. I was listening to a lot of the shows that you were talking about, you know, Happy Days, you know, like since Mm -hmm. I remember watching. I love Happy Days. (laughs) I still watch the old reruns. (laughs) Still watch the old reruns, you know, when I can see them. So what has been one of your most favorite things you've done as an actor, you know, whether it was movie, TV, well, I mean, which, you know, I'm sure you probably had a lot of favorites, but which do you enjoy the <laughs> well, most? And, and well, you can't say this show because that would be too easy. Sorry? I said you can't say this show because that would be too easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I uh, I have to say, I think most actors will agree that doing live performing is the most fun because you get the immediate payback of people laughing and responding mm-hmm. and you feel the energy in the room when you've done something that they like and, you know, you hear the excited voices afterwards as people, you know, if they feel better after a show. And I've, uh, over many years at different times, I've done a, a one-man show called, which I call usually called Jim Pressions, which involves a lot of a lot of celebrity voices and, and music and and things. Uh, and that's, I have to say, I, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy live performing and making people laugh and having that kind of interplay with them. It's great to be in a big movie and a TV show, but they aren't, they aren't usually a whole lot of fun. They're usually a whole lot of waiting and then intense kind of concentrated Very hard true. work. And then Very you don't true. really ever see the audience respond, you know, because it's Very all true. happening somewhere else later on, sometimes months, sometimes years later. And, uh, you know, it, it, and then, you know, I've had all kinds of experiences of being edited out of things or having my, or my performance uh, shortened quite a bit or, you know, mm-hmm. so you really, uh, that, that like, isn't possible when you're live on stage. You get now, to, you get to kind I of noticed, manage it. I noticed Icon mentioned, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks and, I always loved Alvin and the Chipmunks, you know. I I, I love oh, the movies. I, I love the movies that they came out with when they did the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies, you know. I loved how they did those movies and they were just absolutely fabulous. And so yeah. what did you I mean, what part of, did you play or what part, you know, you, that you were a part of Alvin and the Chipmunks? What did you do for that? Well, you know, as a voice actor, I get called upon to do small parts in all kinds of different projects. I'm doing different character voices for a series now called uh, Agent Elvis about Elvis Presley. 
And, you know, you oh, wow. go in and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. You know, in, a, in an hour, you can pretty much do a whole role in, a, in what will become an animated film. And so when we talk about the movie that I did with Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, I was in that universe. I did that movie. It was called Alvin and the Chipmunks Meet Frankenstein, I believe. Oh, if memory yeah. serves, if memory serves, yeah. and and it was at least fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago, and for the life of me, I do not remember what I did for that movie because it was probably oh, wow. an hour. I remember where I did it. I don't remember what I was wearing. Were, uh, were Mr. Yesman? <laughs> I was Mr. Yesman. Okay, is that what it says in the IMDb? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were Mr. We Yesman, to... and that was done in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen. Okay, so. 24 years ago. <laughs> so I, I confess, Granny, I do not recall even what no, Mr. Yesman okay. had okay. to do. I, mean, I, have, I have a feeling he's like, a very agreeable fellow. It, it sounds fellow. like you are a a man of many talents. Well, his his IMDB has got like 20 pages, Granny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, I've been doing it for 35 years, so I've had a chance to do all kinds of stuff. I've done five films for Ron Howard. Those I remember very well. You can ask me about those. I can tell you. I can talk about those. Well, that's coming. That's coming. Now. That's coming. Uh, but before we do that, we have Jim Eskimen as our guest here. We're on uh, 89.1 Kansas FM. we got uh, 25 minutes here. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to that 89.1 Kansas FM page, like that. Do a $10 month donation to the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. And I, I'll understand if you turn me down, uh, Jim, but would you be willing to send at least one, maybe one or two for giveaways? Oh, I'd be happy to. All right, I'll send you the details, uh, and I know that you're probably never going to let me uh, call you again. Uh, but anyway, just like all my relatives. But what, the next guy I want to introduce you to, he's, the, uh, he's our owner. Uh, he's our namesake. Uh, he's Ken. And uh, he's, a sci- he's a sci-fi guy, and I know huh? that he loved you in Apollo 13. So, Ken, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, I don't know if Apollo 13 was really super sci-fi. Wasn't that really based on a real story, on a real happening? Yeah, that was science. That was science history. That was science fact. Yeah. Yes, that's what I thought, and uh, I remember seeing the movie, and it, it was captivating. Um, it's one of those movies that uh, you didn't even want to take a potty break because you were afraid to miss something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, whenever I, uh, whenever I see it on TV or I pass it by, and I've got a little time, I can't stop. I have to watch it, and I. I know the story pretty well. I mean, I, I spent a month yep. working on that film, and I still, it's its very captivating. Ron Howard did a fantastic job. Yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know anything that Ron Howard seems to do turns to gold. But uh, Yeah, I don't know if I you have... saw 13 Lives. That's a, 13 Lives, his latest film, is just fantastic. It really, I think it uh, should have won the Oscar for Best Picture. It was just gorgeous. The question I have for you, um, you uh, apparently do a lot of voiceover work, and uh, if I can take you behind the scenes a little bit to kind of define and explain how that works. Um, I know videos and stuff that I've watched of uh, uh, voiceover talent. They're standing in this little booth in front of an expensive <laughs> condenser microphone, and they're watching the film, and they've got a script there that they're reading, and it's incredible uh, there was one clip I watched where, uh, what was it, uh, Robin Williams 
was doing a voiceover for something. And it was just incredible the amount of energy that he had. And then, of course, you watch the actual picture with his voice. Um, it fit perfectly. Is that tough to do? Oh, yeah, it's very tough. And I, uh, But it's a wonderful art form. And generally, um, you say, you know, I know you have an image and you've probably seen pictures of the actor looking at the screen uh, for an already right. finished cartoon. But that's generally not the way it's done, because if you think oh. about it, the soundtrack has to be made first, way in advance. It's one of the earliest things done in the process, because then the I animators. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive, but the animators have to have some track to animate too. They can't predict when they're just sitting there with their, well, now it's their laptops and their digital uh, uh, tools. They can't predict how long or an actor is going to take to say something or the way that they're going to say something. If they're going right. to, you know, like Robin Williams is going to elongate something. It's going to take his time. It's going to come in like this and then very quickly. And so the, um, the, uh, the animator really depends on the voice actor to do the performance fully first, and then they create okay. the image. Now, sometimes they do come in, come back in then uh, and, and do a little bit to the, uh, the already produced uh, cartoon, but it's, it's not the most of it. That makes a lot of sense because uh, when you're watching cartoons and stuff, it is amazing how they're able to sync a voiceover talent's voice with the actual animation, you watch the animation, uh, whether it be an animal, dinosaur, or whatever, uh, lip syncing, and then the voice talent is right with it. And I thought, boy, that's got to be tough to do. But I think you you nailed it on the head that uh, the uh, voice has to come first. Yeah, yeah. First they write the script, then they record the voices. Then they plan the animation and execute the animation and wed them together. And since it's all based on timing and you yep. know the clock, then they can uh, match it just – the animators can match it just perfectly. And then they, they will also sometimes videotape the actor to get the facial expressions, like with Robin and other players, yeah. uh, to get some of, the, was, some of the way that they move their body, and they'll get ideas that way too. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was just amazing how they were able to do that. But uh, it makes sense now that they'll record the soundtrack first. And whatever I was watching, whatever, uh, it was probably a YouTube uh, clip or something, where, uh, uh, you know, the voiceover talent was in the studio watching the actual animation. Uh, you know, that's where I got confused because I thought, boy, that's got to be tough to well, do. Just yeah, well, that's, up. that's where they that... – yeah, in that case, what they're doing is they're taking footage of the actor originally performing the role, and then they're laying in the footage of the actual finished cartoon that's maybe done years later and putting them side by side so they exist in the same moment. But that's not how it's, that's not how it's created. That's how it's sort of just uh, shared with other people. So you mentioned that... Uh, um and I forget what you said, which is very typical for me. <laughs> well, you have to listen to this uh, podcast later, and it'll revive your memory. Yeah, maybe that's it. But uh, yeah. what I was going to say was uh, um, <laughs> the length of time that you have to sit in a booth recording uh, these voice tracks. Uh, you know, do you have somebody there 
saying, oh, uh, emphasize the word the a little differently on this one. Do you ever get that? Well, yeah, that, you absolutely have directors. You have voice directors. Yep. Their job is to say, okay, hey, can you be more excited? Or, hey, uh, hey, by the way, you need to be loud because we've got a train going by in this scene that maybe <laughs> it wasn't in the script. And they, uh, or, you know, whatever. They can, uh, the voice acting director is a very important post. It's a very important job. Um, and in advertising, of course, they're famous for being very nitpicky on voiceovers for commercials. And they will say right. things like, yeah, when you said the, can you say the instead of the? And can you make it a little louder and a little faster and all this stuff that drives you crazy? But in animation, you definitely need a director to, to pull all the performances together into a cohesive whole. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I've, I relate to you with the the thing. Because uh, you know, I've done some voice, done some voiceover stuff, uh, being in radio uh, a few right. times, and uh, uh, you know, they uh, they'll nitpick at the at the weirdest things, and uh, when you think about it, you know, it's the whole role is what's going to impress people, not just the way you said one word, but they don't agree to that. How long does it take for you to do something like that? In the studio, you mentioned earlier that uh, in an hour you could uh, pull off an entire uh, uh, actor's uh, 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 voice track. Uh, is that for real? It depends on what it is, you know, and, and it depends. Every project's different, and uh, sometimes it takes a long time, and sometimes it, it takes a short time. Uh, I went in and I did a, a voiceover. I did Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice for a television show the other day, you know, and I did four words, only four words, and it, it took 20 minutes. So, wow. uh, but other so times you'll go in and it'll take you, four words will take you an hour because of the, what they're requiring and, and the different takes. Maybe they'll want a lot of alternates or whatever. So I, I think Do you it's ever? A, it really depends because it's a work of art. You have to understand every animated show, every uh, all these things, they're, they're art. So people have opinions and they try things and maybe you do it perfectly the first time and it gives them another idea. And then they say, oh, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. Do that, only push it more in, you know, in this other direction. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I thought that uh, having to do this, you know, in repeated takes and repeated takes, and have you ever gotten to the point where uh, – the final take was exactly like the first one that you did. Oh yeah, you know that's 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 usually what happens. It's it's, oh, a, it's only because I run into yeah, when that I, as well. I've, I've run into yeah, that as it, well. It's it's a funny phenomenon, but it happens all the time. Yeah, in advertising especially. Yeah, you go right back to what you did the first time. You know, most of the uh, I know a lot of really great animation performers, animated voices. Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche and Nancy Cartwright and Jess Harnell and just tons of guys that I knew, Corey Burton and wonderful, wonderful performers. And uh, I've even had a chance to direct some of them. And they're so good at what they do uh, that they can pick up a script and, and glance at it and figure out a character and perform it full out it. in front of the microphone and, and nail it. Uh, that's why they're at the top of their craft. You know, a good, a really good professional can do something instantly and very, very high quality. And that's what these people can do. And I aspire to that someday. 
Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, the the uh, what, what we've heard so far from uh, uh, the voiceovers you've been able to do, it, it's awesome. We'd like to re- have you record some voiceovers for us as uh, promos for our station, if that's ever possible, and let us know what what it would cost. <laughs> uh, maybe Scott, you know, maybe Icon can hook us up. Uh, with you and doing that. Well, I bet you I can, he'll, but he'll probably change his phone number after this interview. <laughs> uh, Jim Meskerman is our guest here on, uh, we got uh, 14 minutes here with our man here. Now, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I got to ask you, because hmm. you, you mentioned it, I, I, I don't know if you want me to bring it up, you, you know, kind of mention it, but, you know, you are probably one of the luckiest guys in the world to have, to have a mom who was the mom to the entire United States, that had to be just something for you as a kid. Well, I am very Growing lucky. Growing up with her on the set every reasons. day, boy, that would be interesting. Well, Sorry. you know, the funny thing about being, being uh, I realize I've talked to a lot of people about my mom, Marion Ross, who got her start uh, as a young actress at, in Paramount when she was 19 on contract to Paramount and uh, did lots of movies with Clark Gable and uh, Cary Grant and was in, you know, really in Hollywood in its heyday in the early 50s. And uh, and then, of course, became a household word with ha- Happy Days. And like you said, uh, America considers her to be, you know, their their mother figure. But the funny thing is that, that my mom, who raised me, uh, was not Marion Cunningham. My mom was Marion Ross. Very different people. And uh, I think that I really got the better end edge of the deal because, uh, first of all, I, I actually had a hands-on mother instead of just a, you know, one-dimensional TV mom. But I also had my <laughs> mom, who's a very interesting, very interesting person, very uh, ambitious person, very supportive person, very creative person, and a hardworking, scrappy, ambitious person. And I learned so much from her, and I continue to learn from her. She's just... Uh, an extraordinary person. So, uh, one last question. One last question, then we'll we'll get back to you because this is this is about you. Uh, now, because your your mom was on Happy Days, did you ever get to bring the Fonz or Richie Cunningham to show to school for show and tell? <laughs> well, by the time Happy Days was on, I was you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. We didn't have a lot of show and tell, but uh, I visited oh. the set quite often. And uh, I did bring my, I got to bring my, uh, I had a studio art class in high school, probably eight or nine kids that were all artists. And we took a field trip to Paramount and, and got to see the set and meet the stars and stuff like that. So we, we did do that. And I used to go, all the, whenever I could go to the set, once I could drive when I was 16, uh, luckily the show was on for many years. And so it was various phases of my life. At the phase where I could drive, I would go every Friday night and watch them tape and it was so exciting and fun and that was in the moment i mean that was like watching a play they did a they did it full out and they would stop you know it for errors live. like that but it was it wasn't broadcast live but it was performed in front of a live audience. oh okay now one thing I, i'm kind of curious and some of the other stuff that uh, you've done I, I'm kind of curious, you know, because uh, believe it or not, I'm actually a video game geek, and you have okay. actually done voiceover on a lot of video games. How do you get hooked up with being in video games? Well, it's like anything else. You know, I auditioned. I auditioned, and uh, 
That's how I got cast as Ultron. I've done Ultron in many Marvel video games. Ultron's voice, which sounds, if if memory serves, you pathetic organic creature. It sounds like this. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So you audition, Uh, you know, you audition and you get in on it. And uh, those are also interesting. uh, You can work, those are longer sessions. Those usually take about four hours or four hour blocks of, of, of work because uh, you have so many variables because it's a video game. It's not just a script. It's a whole spreadsheet of possibilities. So you have to record tons of material. Sometimes it's very similar um, lines, you know, but just you know, a lot of variety. Uh, Jim Meskimen is our guest around 89.1 Kids FM. we got about uh, 10 minutes left here with our buddy here. So uh, real quick here so we don't forget to do this, if our fans want to check you out and see if you've got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch talk, uh, a TikTok, I'll never talk to Icon again. Paige, what do you got? Oh, I got a little bit of everything. The easiest thing is to just go to jimmeskimen.com, and I've got all kinds of fun things there. On YouTube, I'm uh, Jim Meskimen, or Jimpressions is a good way to find me. I've got lots on YouTube. Instagram, Jimpressions, and TikTok, I think I'm Jim Meskimen. I've got a lot of a lot of followers on TikTok, and I'm putting up stuff all the time there. Um, that's I'm pretty easy to find. One one of the questions I have is uh, you you done uh, you've done voiceovers for uh, you've done voices for you know people that are obviously still living. Like for instance, you've done voice you've done the, the voice of Dick Van Dyke. You've done Bill Clinton. You've done George W. Bush, H. W. Bush. That's right. Yeah. Now is is there is isn't there any rules about using someone's voice uh, if you're not? Well, yeah, you can't. Uh, I can't. I can't impersonate the, the president and say, uh, right about now, what I need you to do is write a big check. <laughs> that's, that's all. The, the government got to do that. Government, government can do it. It's all legal like. But uh, well, you know, when it's not endorsing a specific thing, it's all fair because these are public, well-known people, and it's for parody or entertainment purposes so there's no problem but if i said uh oh, this is uh, barack obama and uh what i'd like you to do is uh vote for this candidate because uh, i think it's the best that would be uh crossing the line that would be gimmick infringement sorry no so now the one thing that uh, another thing that uh, we we had to talk about, and you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit, Agent Elvis. Now, are you are yeah. you doing the voice of Elvis? No, no. I'll tell you who's doing that is Matthew McConaughey. He's playing Elvis Presley. Matthew McConaughey is. Now, I'm not playing Matthew McConaughey playing Elvis, so he's doing it all by himself. Now, what, that's got to be that's got to be interesting working with Matthew McConaughey. Yes, unfortunately, uh, the way. That- <laughs> most animation is done these days you don't really see the other players especially the celebrities so i i did it from my own home all the parts that i did small parts little uh, voices here and there um and uh matthew did it wherever he wherever he was so you guys but i have worked with matthew one studio and do this i together? have worked with matthew mcconaughey before i worked with him in a movie called uh, ed tv that he starred in that was one of the ron howard films i worked in and uh, Matthew McConaughey and I did have a, a scene together. So I have worked with the man, but I have not seen him in quite a long time. You know, I you know, you've done you've done five movies with uh Mr Mr Howard. 
And, you know, you've also, uh, I know that his brother, Clint Howard, who I'm, I, I know really well, he's, he's been here in Fargo mm-hmm. a couple times for the Roger Maris Golf Tournament, but what, you, you, you met, I'm sure, I'm assuming you met uh, Mr. Howard uh, when he was on the set with your mom, I'm assuming, right? Or was that not Yeah, I met him when he was about 19 years old, yeah, 18 or 19 years old, Ron Howard, and uh, we've been friends for a good long time. That is awesome. Uh, Mr. Miskimans, so I guess you've got six minutes left here. Oh, so call me the, Jim. Call me Jim. Okay, Jim. Jim. Okay, Mr. Jim. Jim. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Mr. Jim. Mr. Jim, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Mr. Jim. So with all the stuff that you're, you're doing, it seems like you're doing a lot of stuff uh, at one time. How, how do you keep it all straight? Like, do you like you like Monday? I'm doing the Elvis show. Tuesday, I'm uh, I'm going to do this video game. Wednesday, I got to fly across country for an appearance. Well, how do you keep that schedule straight? Yeah, yeah, that's my life. Uh, and things change on a dime. Like I said, I'm here in Georgia shooting uh, the Big Door Prize. Last week, I was working at uh, Warner Brothers on a TV show called True Lies. For, just for the morning, uh, and then I do my commercials for KFC. I, I tell you, it's difficult sometimes, and I'm not the best at, at uh, you know keeping my appointments straight sometimes. So um, it's a challenge. You have to fill up the, the calendar and make sure that you look at the calendar and know where you where you have to be at a certain time. I'll set an alarm on my phone, you know, and uh, my my manager will help me to remind me. She writes a schedule. Every week well, I was where trying I have to ask to if he has a manager, if he has a manager yeah. to kind of keep track. I remember uh, interviewing uh, a number of uh, musicians, and uh, one of them was uh, a country artist. And uh, we were asking her all these questions of, uh, you know, where where are you going tomorrow? What's your next album? What's it, when is it going to come out? And she would lean her head back to her... Uh, manager to get the answer uh, then she yeah. would lean forward and i thought yeah. well that's one way to do it but uh to <laughs> me that that indicates that uh she is really confused and has no idea where she's at or where she's going and i was wondering if you would uh, if you're approaching that yet because you sound really busy well when things get busy, I have a pretty good idea where I have to be. But, you know, you have to keep track of it. And I'm, I'm in charge of being there on time and, you know, uh, being able to deliver a performance and being prepared and reading the scripts and all that. So it does get a little bit random when you add in all the family stuff and uh, traffic jams. And, you know, it, it's a busy <laughs> life. I can't – I won't lie. But I, I like to be busy, and this is the way I've led my career for the last 35 years. So I've sort of made my peace with it, you know. Well, I'll tell you what, Jim, one thing, I, so we don't forget it, uh, can we do that uh, promo? Yes, certainly. Well, whatever, surprise me. Um, I will, uh, I'll give you a countdown. Uh, I'll do a five, and then uh, you can go ahead. Ready? Five, four, Hold, 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 hold on, let me get the script in, let me get the script in front of oh, me, okay. okay? Here we go. All right. All right. All right. Ready? All right. Ready? Five, four, three. Stewart, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, 
and the modern nightmare, Matthias. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. That that is awesome. You can return to the bridge now. <laughs> we we got about uh, sixty seconds here with uh, Jim. You know, Jim, I'll tell you what. I do want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. You have been so awesome, and uh, I promise to stop calling at two in the morning. Um, I, I I I seem to have an issue with time zones, as you've noticed, but. Uh, I also uh, like talking to your uh, your voicemail uh, guy. Uh, I would love well, to thanks. have someone uh, do my voice uh, my voicemail like yeah, that as well. If you go to Jim, if you go to JimEskimen dot com, go to JimEskimen dot com, and you can see a place where uh, I'll do celebrity impressions for your voicemail or for your birthday or things like that. Well, you know what, and, Icon? I wanted to say one thing really quick. He has such a wonderful name because my daddy's name was Jim. I mean, it was Shane, oh. but he went by Jim. So that uh-huh. is a, a wonderful name. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm a Jim. I'm not a James. My birth certificate yeah. says Jim. Well, my, named after my, my dad was James, but, you know, he always went by Jim. And, yeah. you know, he, he never went by James at all, hardly. But um, I lost my daddy. Um, he died of congestive heart failure in July 15th of 2004. So, you know, we still miss him. Well, you know, he had a lot of health problems, and we still miss him. But, you know, it was a pleasure to have you on our show tonight, and it was a pleasure to get to talk to you. Thank you so much. Take care, you all. Thanks, Jim. We love you. All right, Jim Meskin, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so uh, we're waiting for our, our, our next guest to call in, and it uh, looks like they uh, will be uh, ready. So what we need to do is take a quick little timeout. We'll be back after these messages from, uh, from one of our sponsors, so stay tuned. So you're outside looking at that ticking time bomb of snow on your roof. A phone call to Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal will solve that problem. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. Once winter is over, they are ready for any concrete project you have. Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she has the most beautiful voice in the history of North Dakota. She's beautiful. She's vivacious. She's a redhead. And she loves me. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Amber Ray. <laughs> hey, this is Amber Ray. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Hey, Amber, how are you? Good to have you. Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. We're, we're going to be talking about your musical career here, and uh, we have a, a, a friend, a couple friends of mine, my co-hosts, uh, one that you know and one that you haven't met, but I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and then we'll ask you uh, the tougher question. But first off, if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Okay. Um 
I'm a mother of four girls. I'm about to be a grandma any day now. My daughter's actually due on the 25th, so any day, and I'm going to be a nana. Um, I I do a little bit of modeling. I'm also an artist. Um, I sell art, and I um, do a little bit of photography. I also sing, and I write music, so kind of a queen of all trades. <laughs> um I'm from originally Minot, North Dakota, but I've been living in Beulah for about 20-something years, and it's it's cozy here, small little town, but I like it. That's awesome. And being from North Dakota, you you know you have you have a lot of talents, and I, I've heard a lot of your music. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, some of the music is played here on 89.1 Kids FM, and one of our guests is going to uh, talk about that a little bit. But when you when you decided to start writing songs and putting out your first album, and there, there's going to be a lot of them, but what was your main inspiration for putting out your own album? What was your what was your inspiration? Um, I guess I get a lot of inspiration from like real life situations, um, love, loss, pain, stuff like that. But um, I think what really kicked it into overdrive is um, I've been chronically ill and disabled for like a really long time, and I it's kind of, it was kind of like a bucket list thing. Like I just kind of sat one day and I was like, okay, what have I been wanting to do for a long time? Like I've been writing and singing for a very long time since I was a little girl, and I thought, you know, I don't have anything out there professionally, so I'm going to kick that into overdrive, and I just sort of started writing and I came up, um, I got three singles out and then I just released my House of Pleasure EP and that was on Valentine's Day. So I just been kicking it into overdrive lately. <laughs> and you know, you, you, and I was not just saying that because you're on here, you do have a very lovely voice. And like I say, one of my callers is going to talk about that a little bit, but now I, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, 89.1 Kent FM uh, where one of your singles was debuted on the radio, is that correct? Yep, they were playing, I think they played three or four of my songs from my EP that just released in February. Yep. And we'll, we'll, have, you, we'll have you talk to the guy that's responsible in a second, but first off, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Granny, and she loves, she loves a good uh, harmony and a, a good music artist. So, Granny, what do you have for our guests? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. And yes, I do love good music. Um, I like bluegrass. I like country. I like the old rock, you know, and everything. And, um, you know, just, you know, Christian music. I like a lot of gospel music, too. I have a lot of friends that sing a lot of gospel music. So what is your favorite type of music that you like to sing? Um, My favorite, I guess, would be pop. Um, R&B, and I love um, blues. Oh, wow, yeah, I like blues, too. Blues is pretty cool to listen to. Rhythm yeah, I really like stuff poppy. that's soulful. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess the only kind of music that I don't really care for is, like, the loud, heavy metal stuff, you know. Stuff I mean, that I yeah, stuff that yeah. Matthias would listen to, and and I don't, and I'm not into big, I'm not big into the rap music either, but you know, so. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. 
Uh, Amber Ray is our guest here on 89.1 Gens FM. we got uh, 24 minutes here with uh, Amber. And uh, I was going to uh, have uh, uh, our other co-host ask the next question, but he's going to do something special here real quick before we uh, continue. When you, you know, you're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of your uh, songs that you have sang, and I know there's a couple uh, that have explicit lyrics, but there, there are some of the songs that you've uh, that you've sang about that uh, have had life exper- uh, experiences linked to them, correct? Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, first off, let's uh, let me uh, introduce you to a, a man that you know, uh, a man that actually brought you to the masses here in North Dakota and all over the world. Uh, His name is Ken. He's our namesake. His name is uh, Ken. I think I said that. Uh, But anyway, Ken, what do you have for our guest, Amber Ray? And then don't forget to try and get her to come on your show live. And uh, remember, we're watching the top of the hour because you know what we got to do. So go ahead, Ken. What do you got? Yeah, no problem there, uh, Icon. I want to say a great, great greetings to Amber. And uh, great to have you along uh, with the show on Monday night here with, uh, with Icon. And uh, wouldn't you know, I have relatives in Beulah. I didn't know that you actually resided in Beulah. And uh, yeah. Beulah's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town. Uh, you're kind of up in coal country there. And uh, yeah. But uh, uh, if you ever have to visit a lumber yard, Herringer Lumber is a relative of ours. And uh, if you or uh, your husband or whatever happened to go in there, just say hi from Ken Bartz because uh, I'm a relative of, uh, of theirs. And uh, uh, it's amazing. I'm trying to remember his first name, and I'm, I'm back closed again. Lester. Um, Lester. I think it's Lester. Yep, yep, my son-in-law yep. works for him. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well, make sure you have somebody say hi from Ken, and uh, it'll be sure. great. Uh, I used to uh, do a little work for your radio station up there, too, before uh, before it changed hands. Um, I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but uh, uh, you have a little uh, AM up there uh, that I used to work mm-hmm. for. But anyway, um, we've been playing uh, so deep for quite a while now. And it's playing right now as well. Oh. <laughs> great, and, great, uh, yeah. It's it's awesome. Um, we had to, um, obviously we're bound by the FCC for language, and then we also have a, uh, a station policy. And uh, unfortunately that kind of precludes a lot of the harsh, uh, hardcore rap and stuff like that mm-hmm. because of the language issue. Um we're a public radio station. Everything has to be G, and everybody can listen to it. And having uh, profound language in a song is not really good for all of the people that listen. Our demographic is young adults, and that includes uh, really young kids. And you know how, uh, how much of a sponge a young kid can be. And of course, Absolutely. so we need to keep it. We need to keep it pretty clean. Has anybody, the other two, three tracks that I believe uh, uh, from your uh, from your EP, 
did have uh, some bad language in it. Has anybody approached you about that, saying that, uh, you know, if you clean up those tracks, you'll get more exposure or whatever? Has that ever happened? Um, Not so much because they mostly stream on, like, Spotify or YouTube or iTunes and, and those streaming services, like, language like that is acceptable, basically. So I get lots of yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, radio yep. is about the only one that does that. But, uh, you know, and I can understand why I've been in radio for, what, 50 years, and it has never changed. And uh, a lot <laughs> of the reasoning for it is because it's rated G and anybody can download it or anybody can listen. Um, you've got uh, your, ET is, your EP is out. Uh, you said it came out uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Yep. Yeah. And uh, how many, it's got four tracks on it? It's got five songs on it, yep. Okay, and uh, what's the name of it again? It's called House of Pleasure. Ah, that's right. So if, you, uh, uh, if you're interested in hearing it, uh, you can go to virtually any of the uh, streaming services, I'm imagining, and uh, download yep. the whole thing or listen to the whole thing. And... Uh, it's beautiful. You did a really stellar job. Uh, tell us how that came about. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, you wrote the lyrics in the, you know, the, the song, but how did the recording process develop? Um, well, initially I started out, I leased beats from YouTube. Um, so I work with other producers that just have random beats okay. on YouTube, and I'll pick a good one that fits to the to whatever lyrics I have written or I'll just write to it. And then I use um, Red Dot Recording in Mandan. My audio engineer, his name is Tyler Pilot. So we kind okay. of go back and forth. And, yeah, we're, we're a pretty good team. I love working with him. <laughs> Do you actually have to go to Mandan then to meet this guy to finalize a, a mix or something like that? Or does he kind of do it and then send you a result? We, I just send everything by email, and we communicate back and forth by that, or we have um, phone meetings and stuff like that, and he gets it all done and sends it to me for approval, and then if we need to change anything, we do that. If, if it's good, then he just goes ahead and masters it, and it's ready. Well, it sounds good. He does a really good job. It's a really, uh, uh, you know, a really nice, clean, full-sounding uh uh, you know, it's like you went to Electra Studios or something like that, or Capitol, or Columbia, yeah. uh, all names kind of out of the past. Um, a lot of people are doing this in their own home studios, but I'm glad to see that you're teaming up with other people and uh, obviously other engineers that have good experience and can relate that experience to your work and enhance it that way. So that that's really good. Uh, it's a really good recording, and we enjoy playing it. I believe, I don't know if uh, Icon can take a look, but I believe it is in the current rotation. And, yep, it is. Yeah, and, and that great. means it will come up about every five hours. So uh, if you ever come through uh, Fargo and can listen for five hours, uh, you'll hear your song so deep. Uh, can we, uh, awesome. we, we need to take a we need to take a quick little break here. We got to do a little uh, a legal thing, and then we'll be right back. So stick with us. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo, Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo, Moorhead, and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, Amber Ray's our guest here, or, and we got... Uh, well, you know, we got about uh, 16 minutes here with Amber, and I wish it were 16 more years, but this is not going to be the only time that Amber's going to be on the show. As a matter of fact, uh, Amber, if you uh, if we don't scare you away too much, we would definitely love to have you on a few more times um, and, you know, uh, help promote you and be a major part of your career here on uh, Attitude Air Live and on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I remember you you posted a video here when you you were listening to uh, Ken's show. And, Ken, when does that show air again? It's uh, Modern Rock Worldwide. Uh, Amber actually heard it. Uh, She was up at midnight. Uh, Are you on Central Time out there in Beulah, or is that Mountain Time? It's Central Time. Okay, so, yeah, it would have been exactly midnight then. And uh, I believe in the first hour is when I started talking about it and uh, played the song. And you were apparently recording it with your phone or whatever and then posted it up on uh, YouTube. And that was really awesome. Uh, You had your facial expressions, uh, uh, you know, exposed there at the same time you were filming it and listening to it. And I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, that's one of the things that the station does and does best is uh, we provide a venue for, you know, homegrown rock and roll. Obviously, uh, homegrown kind of is extended out a little bit. Uh, Beulah has got to be, what, 150 miles away from Fargo, something like that? Uh, yeah, I'm about I'm four hours sure. away. Four hours away, yeah, because you'd have you'd have to come down – what is it, to get to I-94, you have to come down, like, Highway 27 or something like that, and that's, like, 30 miles. And then from there, you're halfway between Dickinson and Jamestown, so it would be, like, 50 miles to Jamestown, and then Jamestown is, like, 95 miles from Fargo here. So, yeah, by Mm -hmm. the time you transverse all of that, you've made quite a trip. Um, But, yeah, we'd we'd love to have you in the studio. Um, if there's any a chance that you're going to be in Fargo or coming through Fargo, uh, please let us know uh, if you're going to be around at midnight on Saturday night. Uh, that's when we do the show, and uh, we could set up the whole show to uh, talk to you. And if you wanted to do a live acoustic performance, uh, we can set up with that too. Um, we've had people come in with, uh, what is it, uh, you, you mentioned that you uh, – uh, you use a lot of beats that are available on YouTube. Well, if you yeah. put those on like an MP3 player or something like that, we have the capability to be able to play that back uh, as you're singing. And uh, it could be a uh, virtual live performance right here in the studio. And uh, we'd okay. love to have you yeah. down if if you can do that. And I'll tell you what, Amber, I'll even make it uh, one better. I will uh, uh, – we'll, we'll, 
I'll find a way. We'll, we'll get some food here for you. Maybe, uh, I don't know if you like pizza or whatever. Maybe we'll get some pizza. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll get some flowers for you. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I, I would really like if Ken will let me be in the studio for a show because he usually locks the door because he knows I might show up. But uh, I would, uh, we'll, we'll, make it, we'll make it definitely worth your while if we can get you to come down, Amber. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds like a party. I'm there. <laughs> It could almost be a party, yeah. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Amber. I'm gonna ask Ken this. Uh, now we, we, we heard about you filming your. Uh, and I, I'm probably gonna get emotional here. I'm gonna try not to. I do apologize if I do. But when I saw the look on your face when your song was played over the radio, uh, I mean, it, it kind of <laughs> hit my heart to see your reaction. Now I want to know what was your. What was going through your mind? What was your true reaction when you first heard your song coming through those radio speakers? Um, I was really emotional because just like two years ago, um, I was really, really sick. I mean, I still am currently dealing with chronic illness and stuff like that and a little bit of disability, but two years ago I was way worse, and I kind of gave up on music. I kind of gave up on life, basically. I was just kind of laying in a bed waiting to die. And <laughs> so when I, you know, kind of kicked it in the butt with all of this songwriting and, and getting music out there professionally, and then I heard it play on the radio, it was just, it was like one of the things on my bucket list I got to cross off. So it was really emotional for me. I was super happy. I cried happy tears. <laughs> it was it was now, a good thing. It was something I've been wanting since I was a little girl. I used to tell my family all the time, when when I grow up, I'm going to be on the radio. <laughs> well, you were. Now, Ken, i got to ask you, what yeah. was your reaction when you saw her reaction playing uh, playing her song on the on the radio? I could see the emotion right in her face, in her expression. You know, I could tell that this was having a, a really deep meaning for you. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Um, I think that uh, uh, being able to expose young talent like that, give you a, a venue for your music like that, um, that's what we can do the best. And, uh, unfortunately, a lot of other stations, a lot of other corporate uh uh, services and stuff can't do that, but a local radio okay. station in Fargo certainly can, and uh, we appreciate you giving us the chance to bring your music to the public, and uh, I'm glad it had a, a, an incredible effect. I'm hoping that you can take that emotion and that feeling and build on it as you build your career, because that's going to fight off a lot of really negative things, even stuff to do with health. Uh, it's amazing. When you feel good about what's going on and you feel good about yourself, uh, there's a lot you can put up with and uh, not be so heavily bothered with. And I'm hoping that, uh, uh, you know, that can be a benefit to you. And with that being said, Amber, uh for those of you who listen to our, our show on a regular basis, if you go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, you like that. You go to Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to do a $10 a month donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph on past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Everett, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways? Absolutely, yep. All right, I'll send you that information. And uh, 
Well, we'll, we'll talk about the other thing later. But uh, we have uh, Amber Ray as our guest here, and I'm just gonna uh, we're just gonna be silent here for a little bit. I'm just gonna turn this up here so people can hear Amber's beautiful voice. So uh, we'll, we'll all be silent here. I'm gonna pop this up, and then we'll. This is uh, from her latest EP, and it's called So Deep. Yep, and we will be we're gonna listen to this, and we'll be right back. Now, see, now, that's what I'm saying, folks. She has the, and I'm not just saying this because she's here, but she has one of the most beautiful voices I've heard in a long, long time. And every time I hear your music, I, I, I play it in the car a lot, and I'm not just saying that either, but I play it in the car a lot, and every time I hear your voice and I hear your singing, I know that I'm, I'm glad to know that I was, I and Ken and everybody else here was um, helping you uh, to get exposure uh, in a way that you probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if there's, a, there's, I don't know if there's any other stations that are playing your music right now, uh, and it doesn't matter if there, there is or there isn't. But I'm glad that uh, we're able to help further your career by uh, projecting your voice to the masses and getting your music out there to help you out. Yes, thank you guys. I'm so grateful. And don't leave us yet. We still we still got seven minutes, so we're, we're, we got a, we got a little uh, more fun here with you. Uh, now, yep. you um, and I and I'll understand if you don't want to talk about this, but you you, you know you mentioned you had some uh, health issues. Uh, are you are you willing to talk about that or no? Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so uh, I I believe it's Lyme disease that you had or have. Um, yeah, I did have Lyme disease. Um, I got sick in 2012, but it took until 2016 for me to get a diagnosed, uh, diagnosis. They, I was doctoring all over the country, basically. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um, I had what was called neuroborealysis, which is um, Lyme disease in the brain, and it affected a lot of my neurological system, and it kind of damaged my heart a little bit, too, so... I deal with like a lot of um, just neurological issues is the big thing, um, spasms and twitching, and sometimes it's hard to walk and just just things like that. Well, you know, you mentioned it kind of uh, attacked your heart, but the one thing about you, Amber, is and I, I'm trying not to get emotional here. I'm sorry, but anyway, uh, the, the thing is, you know, you mentioned uh, your heart. And uh, mm-hmm. you have such a you have such a big heart that it, it, it's hard to attack that because of how big your heart is and how wonderful of a person you are. And, Thank you. <laughs> uh, like I say, I'm trying not to get emotional here, folks. But you know, you know me. Sometimes I can I can be like a big baby, but. I just love Amber so I'll, much. I'll be a baby with you. <laughs> I, I just love Amber so much. And, uh, Ken, I don't know what the rules are, but I know that she's got a um, um, a page um, 
that uh, is trying to raise money for research. Are we allowed to talk about that or not? Uh, for research, if it's um, her... It's help raise money to, for her uh, disease. Are we allowed to talk about that or not? Oh, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, actually, if she wants to give us a, uh, a web address or whatever, uh, what public stations cannot do is literally raise and collect money for other nonprofits. Uh, apparently, we can promote them, talk about them, and uh, you know we can do live broadcasts from some event or something like that, which apparently is fine. But if money is going to come here and for that particular uh, uh, thing, we can't do that. So uh, anything that Amber wants to say, I think is you know pretty much free and clear, and uh, we'd be happy to. Uh, uh, get that information on the air for her. So you you do you do have a fundraiser page, uh, correct, uh, for treatment of Lyme disease for uh, you? Uh, not at this time. Nope, I don't. Okay, because I was just uh, this must be an old page then, because I I I I see you up here. That must have been an old page. I think so. Yeah. Any time when I have to um, go somewhere for a treatment of some type, like I had to go down to Arizona for I had to live down there for a month to accept treatment for the Lyme disease, I had um, fundraising going on at that time. And that was oh. a few years. All right. Amber raised our guest here. we got uh, three minutes here left with Amber. So, so you know, Ken, when you, uh, when you first uh, heard uh, her music, what was, what was your impression about how wonderful and beautiful her voice is? Uh, her voice is stellar. Um, you know, she could uh, uh, she could do a solo act. I don't know if she plays guitar or not, but she could actually do a solo act and go just as far because uh, the talent is in her voice. And uh, it just kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, a couple other people. Uh, we're going to go back to my mom here. Um, she had a, an incredible voice. And fortunately, the genealogy, uh, that uh, talent uh, transformed down to me, but I didn't use it for singing. I used it for radio. Um, but uh, you've got that quality. And, geez, you know, Amber, keep going. Just keep going. Uh, it doesn't Thank matter you. what kind of health issues you have. Uh, it sounds like you've licked Lyme disease. Lyme disease is pretty serious. And uh, if you've been Absolutely. able to uh, conquer that, if you've been able to conquer that, you can conquer just about anything. And uh, as long as you have doctors involved, uh, you know, listen to them and keep going. But uh, you've got a talent there that you don't lose sight of. And uh, above all, uh, you know, don't get depressed over everything. Um, you know, the, the, the talent of your voice should keep you happy for years and years and years to come. And, and she's and she's a friend of mine, so you know that she's got she's strong willed. <laughs> we uh, we got Amber we got Amber Rose, I guess here. We got about sixty seconds. So we can do this here, Amber. If our parents want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch uh, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? I got all of them. <laughs> Literally all of them. Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, all of them. <laughs> so they just got to type in your name? Yep, just type in Amber Ray, I'm guessing, right? 
Um, Amber Ray Keller or Amber Ray. Yep. Do you have, uh, right now you've got an EP out, five tracks. Do you have anything else in the works? I do. I have a whole album coming out this fall. It's a 12-song album, and it'll be out, I'm hoping, October. That That's what we're shooting for. Well, well that'll be excellent because uh, October is uh, when we start our Halloween uh, uh, fundraising event, and uh, we invite a ton of people into the studio to play live. I'm hoping that uh, if you're in the area, you can join us. I'll tell you what, I'll even, I'll even pay your gas expense for you to come down, Amber. How about that? I'll, I'll pay your gas expense for you to come down. That's very sweet of you. That's, that's very tempting and motivating for me. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'll even buy you dinner. <laughs> I, I just haven't decided where. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Amber, uh, you have been wonderful, and we are definitely going to have you back on again. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, you're, we're, we're, we'll have you on the week before your album comes out, and we'll promote that, and then we'll, uh, we'll make it for you to come down and join us in October and even come down maybe this summer and be on Ken's show on um, Saturday night. I'll, I'll take care of all that for you, no problem. That sounds wonderful. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. We love you, Amber. Thank you. Thank Have you. Love evening. you all. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us this evening. It's great to have you. All right. Yeah. Adam. Thank you. Uh, um, yes, uh, that was uh, Amber Ray Keller, ladies and gentlemen. She is wonderful. Our next guest is waiting away, so we've got to take a quick little commercial break. And after these messages, we will return with some more fun, so stick with us. The new Witch Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which makes Lisa Fargo rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He's the guy that will make your enemies disappear and make anybody with big egos disappear because he's one of the greatest magicians of our time today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Mr. Magic. He is Ryan Brown. Hey. This is Magician Ryan Brown. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling granny, Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias. Well, how are you, Ryan? Good to have you with us, man. It, uh, it's, it, yeah. it took a while to get the job done, but you're here. I am here, yes. So here's what we're going to do here. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable. And then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first off, we'll have you give a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Of course, yes. So I am a professional magician who got started in the art of magic at the age of five years old after being taken to a magic show that my parents had taken me to. And since then, I have been studying the art of magic from library books to visiting the local magic shop 
to doing local shows, and now I'm on tour all over Ontario, Canada. And one of the things about being a magi- uh, magician is you really don't have to have a college degree to be a magician, so uh, you know you don't have those dang student loans to pay for. But what is the main thing that attracted you to being a magician? The theatrical elements of creating a magic show, uh, putting together the magic tricks, the magic effects that go into a magic show. Uh, I was very much inspired by David Copperfield and influenced by the magic that I also saw on television growing up. Uh, My parents had also bought me a uh, Harry Houdini magic kit for Christmas, and, and also my father had received one. So we were both learning magic together and it's always been a major part of my life one way or another you know i looked up to david copperfield and i was always a fan of watching magic on tv the sad thing is you don't get to see magic on tv much anymore if at all you know i love to watch penn and teller foolish have you ever been on that i have seen the show uh and right now i'm in the works of uh creating some magic for the show for me to be on the show i'm hoping to get on the show sooner or later now, with uh, with that being said, then being being a magician, would you consider yourself to be a? Do you, do you, do you prefer card tricks? Uh, do you prefer making things disappear? Do you like doing the saw woman in half? Uh, do you, are, are are you more of an illusionist? What would you say is your main magicianal background? Well, great question, because one of the things that I I really specialize in and I love practicing on a regular basis is the sleight of hand magic with coins and cards to begin with. And then it started out as that, and then it it, it evolved into working with bigger stage illusions like Houdini's Metamorphosis, the zigzag illusion, which are classic illusions, but what I've done and I've tried to do is take these classic illusions and put a modern spin on them with my own music and my own costumes, my own kind of take on what they can, what they should look like from my artistic perspective. And I try to transcend what already has been done in magic by creating my own effects. We have uh, Ryan Brown as our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM, and we have, well, we have about uh, 34 minutes here. So we're going to have a lot of fun with this. But first off, Ryan, I want to introduce you to my one, of my one of my co-hosts, her name is Granny Hulkster, and she just loves magic. She also would love for you to come mm-hmm. to Fargo and make one of my other co-hosts disappear, Matthias, or even <laughs> make, uh, or even uh, or even come on down and saw Sylvester J. Fox in half. But Granny, we have a yeah. uh, our guest, Ryan Brown. Go ahead. Oh, hello. hello! So glad to have you on the show. And I, Icon is right. I love. Magic. I mean, David Copperfield, um, he was always one of my favorites to watch. Um, I remember um, there was a, a show in Branson, Missouri, Kirby Van Birch. And oh, yeah. my son my son had um, broken his wrist, and we were actually over in Branson in his theater, and we went to his gift shop, and he actually got to do a trick with Kirby that afternoon. It was so, I I don't even remember how old my son was at that time, but but yes, I love, I mean, I love magic. And um, and I remember, I, I live in Arkansas, and um, mm. I 
I used to live at a little place called Holiday Island, Arkansas, which is about 10 miles north of Eureka Springs. And they had a mm-hmm. magic show in Eureka Springs for several years. And I always remember, because it was always so funny, the guys would come out and he'd always say, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. He kept saying that all through the, you know, all through the the performance, you know. But yes, I do. Yes. I I do love I do love magic. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. So you, so you're familiar with Kirby Van Birch. Oh, I am. In fact, uh, one of my favorite uh, the, the pieces of footage on YouTube of him performing is from the uh, World Magic Awards, and mm-hmm. uh, it's and he he has he was also named the Prince of Magic. Uh, I think, and uh, and and uh, there's also some inspiration there in regards to his presentations, his choreography, his physicalities. Like a lot of magicians, as you probably could already tell, we carry a lot of the same physicalities uh, when we perform. Uh, we'd like to put our arms out to our side. You know, we do a lot of that stuff, right? But Kirby mm-hmm. knew how knew knew how to present magic effectively, and I'm not sure. Uh, if he's still performing to this day, I, I don't know, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's in Branson anymore. I think they actually put. Um, I haven't been over in Branson for several years, but I don't think Kirby's over there anymore. Um, but he was amazing. I, I mean, I I'll know, say, yeah, I know Rick Thomas is has has been in Branson a lot. Um, Rick mm-hmm. Thomas, another another inspiration, another influence of mine. Uh, and who I ended up seeing perform live in Las Vegas when I went to McBride's Magic and Mystery School, which we can talk a little bit more about later if you're interested in learning more about that. But, um, yeah, I went to a magic school for professional magicians. So, as was mentioned, there are no college degrees for magicians, but you can go to a magic school and learn magic. There are magic schools for professional magicians. In fact, in in China, it's a part of their education system, the magic is so it's a very well well-rounded uh, internationally um it, it, it speaks inter- to international levels when you perform silently to music and that's always been kind of my niche is performing silently to music i have i have audience interaction effects and illusions that i perform in the show where i will bring an audience uh participant up on stage and i'll make them a part of the show and that's that's usually when I have the most fun is when I'm involving the audience and oh I would um, I try- I, now I personally I would love something like that if you ever make it to Arkansas you'll have to look up Granny because I I would gladly volunteer to be one of your participants <laughs> right on right on yeah I'm happy to talk about anything magic related any questions that may arise on the creative level I can I'm happy to answer. Um, I started out as a classical magician. I started learning the fundamentals, card tricks, coin tricks, um, how to saw a woman in half, uh, the box tricks. All that stuff was what I fundamentally learned and then finally uh, started to evolve into uh, creating my own tricks, actually inventing stuff. And now I'm starting to get a bit of no, 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 how do you pronounce that properly? No tyranny? Yeah, or recognition, I think is the right word. Recognition. Notoriety. Notoriety. Yeah, the right, yes, the right, the right recognition for creating these effects. And um, so that, that's, what, that's been my main focus. But I've been producing probably what will be one of the biggest touring magic shows in Ontario, Canada, 
the only magic show in the city I live in at, at the scale that it's going to be at. And it's going to feature levitations and big illusions and oh, it's wow. going to be something else. Yeah. We're, we're turning it into almost a circus level type magic show. And it's a lot That's of, amazing. a lot of undertaking, but it's a lot of fun. I I'm really enjoying the process of scripting the show and putting the choreography together um, I make my own costumes. I make my own props. I've designed my own marketing materials. I've designed my own. I've tried to learn as much as I possibly can on my own and wear as many different hats as possible. That's awesome. Uh, Ryan Brown's well, our guest pleasure, here. It's a pleasure to have you on our show tonight. Uh, Ryan yeah. Brown's our guest. R- Ryan Brown's our guest here. Magic extraordinary. We've got 28 minutes here left with Ryan. And, uh, now I'm going to ask you a few tougher questions. Uh, uh, my other co-host had to uh, step out for a second. I'm sure he'll be back shortly. But Now, I was going to ask you, as a magician, and, you know, you, 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 you said you've invented tricks and you came up with your own tricks. How many would you say that uh, you have invented yourself? That's a tough question. It's like, ask, it's like there's, a, there's a common joke in the magic community that goes, well, which magician first invented the light bulb or, or, you know, there's a bit of a joke around surrounding, there's an inside joke surrounding that, you know, if a magician says that he's invented something, it's like, it's already been invented. But what I've done is I've taken effects that I have thought would work and tried them. And 80% of the time thought through action, it's worked through this experimentation process. So what happened was I just kept trying over and over again and ended up with a I ended up actually putting my own spin on about 15 to 20 different uh, effects, uh, tricks, and now I've transitioned over to inventing and creating by combining different tricks together. So it, it's it, it's a very uh, timely process, but it's it's definitely worth it because at the end of the day, that's what magic needs. It doesn't need another David Copperfield, doesn't need another Chris Angel, doesn't need another Lance Burton or Jeff McBride or Kirby Van Burch. What magic needs is somebody that's going to be able to introduce magic on a, on a completely different new level. So that's what I've been working on. With that being said, Ryan, will we ever, do you think we'll ever get to have uh, uh, and buy a Ryan Brown, the magician, playset? A theater. A theater. Oh, you want to do it? Okay. Yes. So you you want to do it? So okay. So it'll be in the Ryan Brown Theater, and then uh, there'll be a gift shop where kids can buy like magic tricks and uh, you know stuff uh, from Ryan Brown. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes, and we're right now in the midst of creating a platform to make that possible for fans of the magic that I perform. You know, when I was a kid, I actually had a Marshall Brody magic set. Are, are you familiar with Mar- Marshall Brody? Oh, oh yes. My, Marshall Brodeen, uh, Wizzo the Clown uh, from yep, uh, Bo- Bo- Bozo the Clown. Yes, I received um, a couple of his magic kits. I got the Harry Houdini magic kit and where you make the Harry Houdini doll levitate on these two platforms. And I ended up getting that, and that was kind of like my first big illusion <laughs> so and i ended up also getting the marshall brodeen like learn 50 to 100 tricks in a hat type of magic kit um every christmas i got a magic kit for christmas almost every single christmas and my birthday as well um ended up collecting a lot of tricks over the years 
But then it evolved more so when I started going to the local magic shop, the Browser's Den of Magic. And when I started going there, it was not so much about me buying tricks, but more about me learning. And that's when I got first introduced to magician Jeff McBride. Uh, Ryan Browser, I guess, here. We've got uh, 25 minutes here with Ryan. There's one thing I've always uh, I've I've had a few different illusionists uh, and magicians on our show here, and I've always asked them one question, that, and it, it's kind of a touchy subject. I don't know how you'll react to it, but I'll throw it out there. If you don't want to comment on it, I'll understand. But uh, back in the late '90s, there was a TV series called uh, Unmasked: The Masked Magician, and I know yeah. there's not very many magicians that like that. They thought it was well, it ruined magic. What was your opinion on that? Mm-hmm. Well, my opinion as a young magician who actually grew up watching that series, uh, it was an exposure to what magic was presentation-wise, performance-wise, and then method-wise. But it didn't mean to me as a young 11, 12-year-old magician, up-and-coming magician, to be offended or upset by the fact that there was this magician giving secrets away uh blatantly on on NBC. I think what it really came down to was I was learning, and that's what mattered. Uh, And it inspired the newer generation of magicians. That's the positive side of it. The negative side of it is it gave away a lot of the stuff that now magicians are still doing, and we we can't even get the stuff out there half the time because the secrets are all over YouTube or all over the Internet. It's just very accessible nowadays with technology. So... What I've been able to do is use that uh, to my advantage to transcend a lot of what the mass magician and the mass magicians, because there's more than one, have done uh, to try and transcend that aspect. Because that's what they're trying to do, I think, at the end of the day, is inspire a newer, fresher perspective on what magic should be presented as. It's not always about the secrets, and I think that's what the show was trying to demonstrate. It's it, and in 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 the in the in the cheesiest form possible, you know. Uh, I'm not offended by the show, is what I'm saying, and it's not a that's not a sensitive question for me at all. I hope that answers your question. In fact, exactly. The thing that I love most about that is not how they showed how the tricks were done, but the fact that I could actually watch magic on TV again. I remember there used to be a special once a year called. Uh, World's Greatest Magic, hosted by John Leather. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Now, yes. Now, that's a show I'm really uh, – that's a show that I, I, that really touches home with me because, like, uh, I got inspired by uh, the acts from that show on YouTube. They took a lot of them off YouTube, unfortunately, but uh, I kept up with – I kept watching magicians like – have you heard of Jason Byrne? Yes. Okay, so I'm learning now from Jason, uh, and I am also learning now. I've I stopped my mentorship a little bit because he's got a lot of students, uh, but now my my mentorship has kind of moved on to other teachers, and I'm learning a little bit from Greg Furwin now, who's a Canadian magician as well. Uh, these magicians, both of those magicians, have been on World's Greatest Magic WGM, we call it, and. I've also had the opportunity to speak with Jonathan David Bass. Uh, I've had the opportunity to speak with some of the consultants from, from that television series. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet, in fact, uh, magicians from that show. So 
to say anything about the world's greatest magic, by far one of my favorite series for, for magic shows. They had so much good magic on that show and it still stands alone. It's one of the best, best uh, TV series on magic uh, produced by Gary Ouellette. Now, if you had to uh, pick a favorite trick that you have ever seen, what would it be if you can describe it or tell us the well, name of it? That's a, I get that question a lot. And to answer it, what I've seen so far up to my point uh, in doing this, and what has amazed me is I was in Las Vegas and I saw a Chris Angel show. And he performed his bird act, but then took a bow, and at the end, all these birds flew out above the audience. And it was something that I had never experienced in my life. I've also seen him do the levitation live, too. And the, the, the manipulation done with the, the Dove Act was fantastic, but the end result was very unexpected. Where we are going now with magic because of technology is, is amazing. It's ama- outrageously amazing to me that we're able to take technology and make it a part of what we're doing. Uh, TV screens, cell phones, and all that sort of thing. So there's still room for innovation, that's for sure. Now, one thing I've always wanted to know, and, and you know, I've had, we've had comedians on the show as well, you know, a lot of different types mm-hmm. of performers. And we've had, like I say, a few magicians. But now, generally as a magician, you usually don't have to deal with hecklers, right? Or do you? You would be surprised. <laughs> Why would but, you heckle a magician? You'll just, make, well, you'll just bring him up and saw him in half or make him disappear. <laughs> well, uh, there are. I, I can't speak for other magicians, but from what I've seen and, and from what I've learned not to do, uh, I, I do I do avoid the tendency to embarrass my audience participants on stage. I avoid that tendency. Uh, I think that's very distasteful for, for, for what I do because I, I prefer the classical stuff. So if I were to bring somebody up on stage and start embarrassing them, it would not make the show look good. It wouldn't make anything look good. So realistically, I try to keep within a certain frame of mind and a certain framework of creating and scripting my show. So if there's any comedic elements in my show, it's to, it's, it's to keep the show moving in, 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 in an entertaining direction as opposed to trying to, too hard to get the audience on my side with, with, with comedy. Because I think there should be a balance of both in a magic show. There should be a balance of drama and a balance of comedy, both. And I think that together makes for a good performance. Um, now, for the magicians that make, the comedy magicians that make fun of magic, that's what they do. That's their style. I prefer to stick to just the more kind of tongue-in-cheek seriousness of, uh, you know, I'll refer to, you know, the movie, for, for instance, like uh, Evil Dead, uh, Bruce Campbell, kind of tongue-in-cheek seriousness uh, is really what I've tried to, uh, I, I'm using that as an example, to, to express my personality on stage and, and a lot of relief, a lot of comedy, comedic relief on my show. But I, I don't go to too, too far of an extent to try and turn it into a comedy-based magic show. It's just not what I'm into. Um, yeah, I'm just more of a serious student of magic. <laughs> well, with that being said, can you tell us when you did your first magic show? Do, do you remember, like, a date, a year, oh. how old you were? Yeah, um, 
the very first card trick that I performed was at an ice cream shop, and I ended up somehow finding out what the card was, and I didn't even know what I was doing. So my mom <laughs> still recalls to that one uh, to this day, and she says, you know, like you've come so far with what you, what you do, now I can't even figure out what you're doing. So that, that really uh, was, a, was a trick that, that, that stuck with me. But then it, it continued on. Like I started to perform at these jazz festivals in my, in my local community, the, the local Jews and, uh, jazz and blues festivals. And essentially what happened was I started to accumulate um, pocket change from busking on the street at the age of 10 and 11 years old from doing basic tricks. And I kept at it. I kept performing on the streets up until about 14, 15. So I was doing street magic at that point, busking shows, and then got recognized by the local busker fest who wanted to take me on tour to Col- um, Port Colburn, Ontario, to perform in a busking circus. And I was around 16 and ended up headlining in the, in the Mississauga Port Credit Busker Fest for about five years running. And got a lot of exposure and experience through working the local festivals in my city and the, in the local community that I live in. So that gave me a lot of experience and exposure. And then I ended up competing in a contest called the best magician contest, the Toronto's best magician contest. And there were about eight or nine contestants that got chosen for this. I was one of them and ended up winning overall the whole contest with my card act. And yeah, so I've, I've gone through the process of competing and doing contests, and now I'm in the process of developing a touring magic show. So I'm taking it step by step and climbing that mountain. That's for sure. You know, I was wondering if you uh, knew uh, or ever met a magician or friend of mine. His name is Michael Finney. Michael Finney? Yeah. Do you know Michael Finney? Have you heard of him? Is it a dry heat? Uh, well, Michael is Finney, that his uh, joke? Is that his joke, the dry heat joke? That's his joke. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. And his other trick is where he'll uh, he'll have a uh, one of his contestants try and find a card. He'll stick it to his head, and then the his uh, his his assistant won't realize that the thing's sticking to his head because he's only got a bigger card to cover it, so that the guy doesn't realize it. <laughs> That's, that's why I said, that's why I said, is it a dry heat? Because that's his, one of his jokes from his act. I'm not sure if he's listening or not. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, yeah, I am, I am familiar with his work and also the amazing Jonathan and also uh, Rudy Kobe. And these really outrageous comedic acts are great. I love them. Uh, but some of the comedy stuff that I, I like to perform myself is not card on the forehead, but... I, I do uh, a back-to-back prediction effect, which usually gets a great reaction. And, um, and I do some escape work in the show now as well, mentalism. So I'm really branching out into different areas with what I'm doing, other than just focusing on sleight-of-hand techniques. I'm now focusing on big illusions, building props, um, building my own props, building my own stage illusions, and just learning as much as I can that will be implemented into this throughout the next few years. Uh, Ryan Brown's our guest here. We've got 13 minutes here with Ryan, and I wish it were 13 more years because, you know, Ryan, like I said, we, we, we've we been uh, trying – I've actually been trying a year 
uh, to get you bogged down, but every, every time that uh, we want to have you on the show, you always get a big performance that you, you got to go to, which I understand, which is, which is awesome. But, you know, the, the favorite thing, the one thing I like about you, and I've, I've seen a lot of your stuff on YouTube, is the fact that you, you always seem to keep the audience hooked. You never, the, none of the audience ever seems to, to, to look like they're, they're not having a good time. You always seem to bring them in. What is your secret to do that? Because I would like to be able to do that you with want, this show. You, here, here's a philosophy to it, and I learned it from Copperfield. He said in a documentary or an interview of some sort, he had said that he saw some people in the audience with their arms crossed and they were displeased, and he couldn't figure out why. Look at the world around you nowadays. Everybody's on their phones. We're all distracted. We're not entertained by the, the things that used to keep us entertained, like the simple things in life. That's why magic is amazing, because it will take us into a world of escape. It, it takes us into a world, world of escape that takes us away from our, our, our mundane world. And that is what pulls us in to the magic. Now, my personal hook for what I do, it's, it's, it, as it goes, it's, it's, it's not the song, it's the singer. It's the personality, not the trick. So I've worked really hard on my acting skills. I've worked really hard on other aspects other than magic. And I've read tons of different books on, on various subjects to try and be more well-rounded as an entertainer um, and have more to say than just talk about magic. And I think there's, there's something to say about a performer who has various interests in various things like film and music and choreography and makeup and the theatrical aspect of it and is willing to do the work to make that a possibility. So I think I hope that answers your question. It does, and uh, Ryan Brown's our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got about 11 minutes here with uh, Ryan. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Air Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. Do a $10 month donation power shower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, uh, current guest, or future guest. And uh, so you guys know what to do. That's your assignment. Now, Ryan, when you are performing, and you're about to go out on stage. You have like a a ritual that you do. Do you like put yourself in a trance, or do you nervous? Trance is, I guess, trance is uh, sort of the right word. Uh, but the real the real secret is that everyone kind of has their own pre-show ritual. Uh, I tend to listen to very slow classical music because the tendency is with nervousness when we get on stage is that our mind starts to race. That's what happens. Our mind starts to, and if you've got a lot to think about technically when you're on stage, like I'm going to give you an example. Something that looks extremely difficult that an artist, any artist is doing, chances are it's easy. Anything that looks extremely easy is extremely difficult. So with that being said, that philosophy uh, I keep in the back of my mind. And I still get nervous before going on stage. I think that's a very normal thing. I think that, you know, if, if you're not feeling some sort of nervousness before you go on stage, but that can transition into excitement. And when you transition that into excitement, then the energy becomes electrifying for the audience. And I will make sure, you know, I, I, I keep hydrated before I go on stage. I don't like to be distracted too much while I'm setting up before I go on stage because I'm trying to get myself into a mindset of, of putting on a good performance 
covering the details. So if I get distracted, something happens, I could miss a detail. That one small detail can mean the biggest difference in a magic effect. So at the end of the day, I mean, that's really it. There is no pre-show ritual. I just spend a lot of time working on this sort of endeavor on my own. And I do have help from a lot of people in my community to help push me forward, which is fantastic. And I'm very lucky and very fortunate to even be on this show tonight. So there you go. You know, one person asked me, and you'll probably think I'm just saying this because you're on, but one person asked me if I had to list my top five favorite magicians, because uh, they're, they're a duo, it's, it's counts as one, that would be Penn and Teller, uh, yeah. David Copperfield, uh, Lance Burton, Pip the Magic Dragon, and Ryan Brown. Oh, thank you. I'm on that list. I appreciate that. Thank you. With Lance. <laughs> yeah, and, well, you know, my uh, probably my top uh, two, uh, besides you, Ryan, would be Pip the Magic Dragon. Have you ever had a chance to see him or know him? I, I have seen some of his material on uh, America's Got Talent, and I believe it was on Fool Us. I believe it yep. was. Um, that's how he, when that's, I was in, that started and he lost. Yeah, well, uh, I ended up on the show. Uh, not on the show. I ended up in Vegas, but uh, I got invited to go to one of the shows, one of the filmings of the Penn and Teller show. Um, the truth is I, I'm actually in the process of creating so much material right now and so much material for my show and so much material for TV that, I, 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 it's almost like I have no time for anything else now. That's <laughs> creating, and that's the truth. So, but I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. And um, have, have you met? Yeah, have you met a lot of the magicians that we, we've talked about? Like, have you met yeah. David Copperfield? Met Lance Burton? Uh, have you yeah. met all these guys? Yeah, I've met. I haven't met Lance, but Lance wrote to me when I was fourteen. Uh, he wrote a letter to me and. I've also met Jeff McBride. I've been friends with him for years now. And Dan Sperry, I don't know if you know of Dan Sperry, but Dan and I have done some work together on my act. And, but David Copperfield, that's an interesting story. And I, I guess we have just enough time for one more story. I can, I can yep. share this one with, with the minutes. listeners. Okay, so 2019, I go to Las Vegas. I buy tickets to see David Copperfield's show. Next thing I know, I'm being upgraded second row and center to see the show. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm thinking, why, 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 why me? I'm not, you know, I was very grateful, but I was just very shocked. So, and it was an amazing experience for me to see him perform live. It was no longer about, I, I didn't, I don't have to go to YouTube to watch David Copperfield to be amazed. I saw it live. That's the difference. And watching his DVD does not do it justice anymore. I have to go and watch him perform live to feel just as amazed as I would if it were on the DVD because I just, I think it's such a fabulous show. So realistically, I got to meet him and that, and realistically the end part of what I'm trying to say is, is that I got to meet him and that was the ultimate dream come true for me because I grew up watching a lot of his magic on TV. So, yeah. And so, so we don't, so, so we don't forget about this. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Yes, I got my YouTube channel, Ryan Brown's Reality Magic. If you type in the magic of Ryan Brown, you can find my 50 YouTube videos. My YouTube channel called Reality Magic. 
I'm also on Instagram at Magic Ryan Brown. And I believe you uh, you started performing at the age of 14, correct? Professionally, uh, I would say around my preteens, just before my preteens. And you're about what, 21 now, 22, something like that. 32 now. You're 32 now. Well, you you you, you don't yeah. sound a day over 21, man. So that's that. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank, Brian you. Brown, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I had a blast. Well, hey, we're not done yet. We still got four minutes. So. Oh, all right, cool. So, if our fans wanted to come check you out and see you, uh, where uh, where is your next couple performances? What's uh, what's the calendar like for you in the next couple weeks? The next couple weeks, well, actually, the next couple months are planned out to be uh, just uh, a complete creative process. We're going to flip the show right upside down. We're going to turn effects around. We're going to figure out how to. Uh, make this a more entertaining show. Where I, I'm actually in the process of developing the next rendition of what will be the classic spook show uh, and from the 50s. So I'm recreating a classic spook show for Halloween that will be in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada in October. That's awesome. <clears throat> you know, one thing I do, I do uh, want to say, Ryan, is it's been worth the wait. That, uh, like I said, we I appreciate everything that you do. I'm glad that we were finally able to get you to come on, and hopefully we can get you to come on again because there, there's so many other things that we want to talk about and ask about that our, our chat room is just going completely nuts right now. So we're hoping that you'd be willing to join us again and uh, come back and uh, maybe uh, before your October show uh, to promote it, we can get you uh, uh, to come on and uh, uh, help you promote it yeah that would be great i'm planning to go out in that direction very soon i will keep you updated that sounds good well i'll tell you what ryan you are the master of all masters when it comes to the world of magic and we want you oh, to thank keep you. On, on and you are a good friend of the show and i appreciate everything you do and our fans are loving you and our fans want you back very soon and i want you back even sooner than that so we thank you for taking time out of your schedule. You are wonderful, and thank you so much. Thank you Thanks, for having Ryan. me on the show. Thank you. Take care. Have All a good right. night. Ryan, uh, Ryan Brown, man, the the music extraordinary. Oh, hey, Granny, we forgot to ask him to bring back Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, he will, and maybe he won't. Uh, well, but I know that you'd love to see him saw uh, Sylvester J. Fox in half. <laughs> well, wonderful. yeah, I... No, you know, I would like to see him make Sylvester J. Fox just totally disappear and not come back. Well, look, Ryan Brown's a great magician, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, maybe we can pay him that. Maybe we can uh, give him a little bonus and say, hey, here's this guy's picture. If you see him, go, gone. <laughs> so anyway, uh, next week uh, we got a big show, and hopefully Matthias will be back. And hopefully, uh, well, Grant, you'll be here, right? Is uh, yep. level permitting, as they say? As far as I know, as far as I know, I'll be here. As we say in uh, the wrestling world, card is subject to change. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we, we've had a great we've had a great show tonight, uh, folks. Yes, we and have. We, we are going to continue this, and I'm. 
I'm going to have uh, Ken make some more appearances because I, I, I just love that Wolfman Jack voice that he's got. It's awesome. Oh, and I know. It's awesome. And we're definitely going to have Ryan totally back. Awesome. Get, you know, I'll tell you what. I want to tell you something, guys. Uh, I, I, I don't know if he's uh, still listening or not, but Ryan Brown is just an awesome, awesome magician, and he's a great entertainer. If you guys have a chance to see him live, take that opportunity. Do what. If you have to stand in line for ten days to get tickets, go see go see Mr. Brown. Go see Ryan's show. You will there's never a dull moment of the show. I've seen a lot of his YouTube stuff. He is, without a doubt, probably one of the greatest magicians that there is right now. So I if you have a chance to see him live to see his show. I, I would look, I would stand in line for a month just to go see it. I mean you're talking to a guy that actually waited in line for a month to go see uh, Star Wars Episode One when it came out. So anyway, uh, if you have a chance to see Ryan Brown, take that opportunity. Don't miss seeing Ryan Brown if you have that opportunity. And I know that our fans listening all over the country and all over the world, if you have a chance to see him, go see him. Uh, we got about uh, 60 seconds left before we uh, before we have to get out of here. With that being said, we are we are on 89.1 Ken's FM. We are here every Monday night. Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, right here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And remember, love each other, care for each other, be safe always. Join us next week. And remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, Ken. Goodbye,